Welcome to the Roundtable at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, a podcast of discussions with substance. Join our staff and leaders of our church as we journey through topics that inform, engage, and inspire the daily life of our church. Welcome to the Roundtable podcast. I'm Pastor Abby Maynard. We're talking this week with our Diaper Bank mission. And I'm John Robbins, one of the pastors on staff. Sherry? I'm Sherry Bird. I'm the volunteer coordinator for the Diaper Bank. And I'm Allison Pittman-Gatton, and I'm a board member of the Diaper Bank. We're so excited that you are here today. And so, Allison, would you tell us a little bit about how this ministry got started and what you do? Yes, so we started in 2018, you know, the church. um, We wanted to support St. Luke's and support the students that are at the daycare there. Um, They provide diapers to their students while they're um, under their care. So we did a diaper drive in the month of September. We raised 10,000 diapers. I remember we had to get a U-Haul. We were so excited. We thought this was such a great one-year thing that we were going to do. And we went and delivered the diapers over there. And um, everybody was so grateful for the donations that we received. But we did get a call, um, I think it was the following week, that a mother had shown up with her child um, the next day in the diaper that they'd gone home in um, the night before. So we quickly realized that there was a much greater need than just the students of St. Luke's. And so we said that we needed to, to make this a, a full-blown community diaper bank. So we went from a diaper drive to, in 2019, we became the Central Arkansas Diaper Bank. So it's been three years. And, you know, we were talking yesterday, we hit a new goal, a new, um, the highest record that we've hit. And that was 10000 diapers that we gave and raised and um, in the month of September we did the Spirit of Arkansas diaper drive we got 55,000 diapers that we brought in and then we distributed 17,000 diapers yesterday pretty amazing it is an incredible ministry yes Um, so Sherry how did you get involved with the diaper bank I I was recently retired and I was looking for but volunteer. Well, first I said, I do like what good methods do. I said, I'll write a check. <laughs> and then I went to see, to buy some diapers. And I thought, wow, that's expensive. It's been a long time. And I thought there's really is a need here. And so what I really liked about it is that the church was doing something that no one else in, in the city was doing. Um, and so that really appealed to me. And then also appealed to me to be a part of a ministry that was just getting off. Uh, off the ground and the first time I went to distribute diapers there were two of us uh, and so you know yesterday there were about 12 of us so it's it's grown and it's it's fun to watch I'll also say it's adapted you know yeah. while we've grown we've also 2019 we started we were um, pay- moms were coming in um, they would come pick up their diapers but we've adapted because of COVID as everyone has and now it's a completely different distribution location and format um, which is also we were doing diapers we went to COVID people were driving up and getting their diapers we saw a different need we saw children not either not in a car seat or um, in car seats that probably they they shouldn't have been in and so that's when we added the additional element of um, providing car seats so now we provide new car seats um, so we have a funder who gives for that specifically other people will donate to the car seat fund and um, we provide car seats when we can I would be curious to know uh, collectively how many diapers have been distributed since you all started I wonder if there's any way to calculate that 
I'll say that since the beginning of this year, we've given out, I believe it's 130,000 diapers. Wow. So that's, um, that was nine, or that was eight months yeah. because we didn't account, or nine months because we didn't account for October in that. There'll be a million mark at some point. I mean, I mean think about it. Truly. Over a million diapers at some point, probably and, in the uh, near future. And, you know, we, every month we hit a new um, record. And, that is a twofold thing. That is an amazing thing for us. It, it shows that there is a need, but it also, so there's a need for the families that we serve, but then there's a need from us because we are completely volunteer-based, um, donation-based. A hundred percent of what we bring in from a financial standpoint is spent on diapers. We don't have an operating budget. You know, we have from the right. church, um, but all of our financial donations go back to buying diapers. I oversee the inventory. So um, I'm constantly looking for um, good prices on diapers. We buy in bulk. We buy um, pallets of diapers, which we're forcing into our room that we operate out of. But um, it just means that we have more people to serve and a greater need of donations or products. So what would you say this mission means to you personally? So when we started the mission, I had a, I think she was seven months old when we, when we did the drive or eight months old. And so I was in the throes of, of diapers and, you know, they say that on average, like a newborn will go through 20 diapers in a day. Um, for a family, it's about $80 a month to buy diapers. So while we are, you know, blessed to be able to provide diapers to our child, hearing that story from that mom was just gut wrenching. And so thinking about families, caregivers, deciding, walking this, the aisles. I just keep thinking of them walking the aisles of a grocery store going, am I going to buy food for my child or am I going to buy diapers? And that is a horrible position to be in. And so as a mom, I was like, I have to be involved in this. I have to um, help these other moms. And meeting these moms and hearing their stories has just been so touching. Um, I now have a second child who's, we're back in the throes of diapers and yeah. inflation, COVID have just, there's so many ramifications that we've seen of new families that need us, families that lost jobs or their income was reduced or they don't have childcare. Um, there's so many implications that we've seen happen. And I'm just so grateful that we're here and that the church supports us and our congregation supports us. And now that we're truly supported by the entire community, um, it's been an amazing thing to watch. Watch. Mm -hmm. Sherry, what about you? Um, I think for me, it's, it's when you think of, you know, we talk about we're, we're helping a child. You know, we, we talk in terms of how many kids we help that, you know, yesterday was 240 kids. But, but that's really not the story. Um, we're helping families because, you know, to Allison's point, you know, this is one decision they don't have to make. So we're really, you know, taking away one less stress thing so they don't have to think about, you know, can I leave that diaper on a little longer to, you know, stretch this money? They can really now think about uh, other ways they can spend, whether it's food or electricity. You know, we had one woman come crying and telling us how much this meant to her because she was able to turn on her electricity again that day. So it's, you know, we're handing out a sack of diapers, but it really represents so much more Well, and every, every bag of diapers represents a story of some sort. Yeah. Even just to the health issues for a child who has to wear a diaper continually, yeah. uh, the risk and, and all of that. Right. So it, it's much broader in so many different ways. Well, and it's, it's helping to stop some of the cyclical issues of poverty. So there is the health issue. There is um, also an employment issue because, I mean, every 
school that my children have ever been in, you have to provide your own diapers. So there are some families that are choosing between having two working households or a single mom who may be going, well, I can't put my kid into daycare because I don't have any diapers. They're not supported by WIC. They're not supported by food stamps, obviously. Um, Food area, food banks don't um, stock them. And so we are allowing people to alleviate the burden of the, the mental, physical aspect, but also being able to seek employment and to go work. I mean, that's a, that's a huge burden that we're relieving. Well, and it just shows you, I think that's the great thing about ministry in general, certainly with providing diapers, that it's the effect, the impact is so much greater than yes. just handing someone right. some diapers so that they can change their child. Yes. There, there's always a story behind it and it has such a greater um, impact on the lives of so many people. What a blessing. Yes. And it's so great to get to be part of the diaper bank. I've gotten to go for distribution yeah. day um, a couple of times. And and even just getting to go a little bit and meet people was so incredible and, and so wonderful. So do y'all have a favorite story from your time working with the diaper bank? I'm going to say, I don't have a, a favorite story per se. I think the day of distribution is a collection of stories. Um, you, you have the working young couple who had triplets and now they have four kids under the age of four Mm -hmm. in daycare you have the afghanistan family that were helping those refugees we have the grandmother who told me with tears in her eyes that her daughter is now in prison and she never dreamed of of caring for an infant again Um, and then you have the lady who with electricity and we have teen moms so the breadth of what this ministry is doing in terms of the impact we're making across so many different genres um, is, is to me, is the story. And the thing that I like about it, for me personally, is it's getting me outside of the bubble and you're seeing real lives and how they're impacted and how we can help. Um, And that's to me, is the story for me. I'll admit it's really hard for me to work distribution day. Um, I get emotional every time I go because especially the car seat issue is really hard for me to see. Um, We can't install them in the cars. And so, um, you know, we have to give them the resource and tell them where to go to install it. And so as a mom of two kids um, who's hyper aware of safety and, you know, I'm so grateful that I can provide that to my kids. But to watch these families drive away with kids either not in car seats or car seats in the front seat. You know, we can't judge them, but it's just really hard for me to see. But, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of the stories Sherry was talking about, and I feel like there was, there was one woman in the beginning who, um, she was the victim of domestic abuse. And so we were helping her in the moment where she was getting her first apartment and getting on her feet, leaving the shelter. And so to hear her be able to have this for her family was, it was big. And now three years later, we have some moms who we've watched them, like Sherry said, have their families have grown and they didn't have employment in the beginning. Now they have employment and we get to, to celebrate those milestones with them and the successes with them and it's amazing to watch them grow and to look back at us as one of the things that they turn to in the hardest moment of their life and it's just it's great to be able to provide that to them and it's really sad for us on some occasions when our babies age out yes like Mm -hmm. oh your baby is Mm -hmm. diaper i mean potty potty trained (laughs) we still want to see them yeah (laughs) i'll say too you know 
we don't just hear their stories. They hear each other's stories. And it's truly become this community. I keep saying moms, but it really is caregivers because we have the grandmother. Yeah. Um, you have dads come through. But, you know, they they meet each other, especially when we were in person and they were coming into the, um, the lobby. But they would go, okay, I don't need all of these diapers this month or my kids grew out of this size of clothes. And while we've gone away from providing clothes and things like that, they will bring them up and they'll have them in bags and they'll say, pass them on to a mom that needs them, pass them on to a right. family that needs them. Um, they are giving back to other families. And I just think that's such a beautiful way for our ministry to be able to serve these families Mm -hmm. and that they feel that they aren't alone in their struggles. They see other people and they get to see other people um, using this ministry and succeeding because of this ministry. And that's such a great thing for them as well, because there is that mental component of you feel so alone and like you, like it's hard. And so I I love that they have that support from each other. Mm -hmm. This is a really beautiful ministry that I think um, is a, a way to very much see how God provides. Yes. Um, even when I was just getting started, I think it was my the, my first distribution day that I was around. Um, a couple of ladies came in later in the afternoon, and uh, I didn't speak Spanish. We didn't have anybody around that really spoke Spanish very, at least nobody on staff. And um, they were coming in, and they had their kids with them, and they were needing some diapers, and it was after time and I was very concerned about what on earth we were going to do and in walks uh, the spouse of one of our staff people who is a fluent Spanish speaker Mm -hmm. and she could have a conversation with them about what diapers they needed how old their kids were we got to several staff members came out and we got to just play with the kids for a little bit and so it ended up being perfect she even got to tell them about um, where there were free health resources because they were needing um, they had some questions about that and one of them needed pregnancy care and it was just one of those moments where we alone could not have figured out what to do to give them all that they needed, but God was clearly there because somebody walked in at just the right moment. Um, We've had so many scenarios where, I remember one story, a a grandmother, her daughter was in prison and um, she didn't have the birth certificates. And so that's at the point where we needed birth certificates. And um, we, she was trying to say she was the mom and we could quickly realize that she didn't have everything she needed. And we brought Dr. Hampton out and he set her down and he said, let's just like be like, let's figure this out. And she was like, I'm the grandmother. I don't have the the, um, birth certificate. He called the department of health and he told them the story. He gave her the money. We got her a ride. I think we Ubered her over to the department of health. She got the birth certificate and she came back and she was able to get diapers and continue getting diapers from us. So there's just been so many, the teen mom program, like they have all these teen moms who can't get here. I think they're in school. Um, And so we have one woman who sends us the order and we put them all together and she takes them back to the moms. I mean, I get emotional again because we're helping navigate and find solutions. And it's amazing. Great format this is to be able to tell these stories for many of us who are blind to some of these needs because we're just not in a situation where we experience it very often. I think a situation like this, an opportunity like this, to tell these stories only enhances the power of the ministry. Yeah. Because there are so many stories. Yeah. So Allison and Sherry, for people who have seen this and have been excited by this ministry, how can they get involved with the diaper bank? Oh, well, there's always (laughs) throw money at it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, um, because we are the the funds that we raise or go to the diapers. So, yes, you know, sending money is a way. And 
and uh, you can obviously bring the diapers as well, but sometimes the money goes further because Allison's team is able to get them at a discount that you're not gonna get if you go purchase them mm -hmm. at, at Walmart yourself. Uh, and then we have a couple of volunteer opportunities. One is to you know, package them all up and get us ready for distribution day, which is a team. And then we have the actual day of where we, we run diapers and um, meet the, the clients. Sorry. And you might have some other. Yeah, I'll also say, you know, in it i'm you age out of a, a size pretty quickly and you're like oh those don't fit anymore don't throw those away bring them to us we oh, yeah. uh we unpackage the diapers and repackage them in our packaging so um if you have a an open sleeve we will take those um so bring those up to the church you can put us on a subscribe and save amazon delivery and we could get a delivery from you every month we have some people that do that um, but like sherry was saying when I'm able, when I have the financial donations, I can make those go a lot further. So, um, for reference, I can buy about 10,000 of the size we need most, which is the uh, larger sizes, 2T, 3T, 4T, 5T pull-ups is what we go through the most and what we need. Um, I can buy about 10,000 of those for about $2,400 from our um, pallet company. So, um, that is always a big help for us. And folks that uh, have gifts for grant writing and fundraising, things yes. like that, would that be helpful as well? Thank you notes. You know, we because we have so many amazing um, donors every month, we need someone to help us with thank you notes. We want to be able to provide those. Um, just if you have a company, even if you want to like connect us with somebody within your um, development marketing team, like we'd love to set up a small drive. We had a couple of, um, we had the KTV drive and then we had two other companies do their own drives for us in September. So we'd love to talk to people about ways to be able to activate their company and be able to give back. So we are open to any and all ideas. Yeah. And, and the other thing, you know, we just finished the drive with KTV and some of their employees came and helped. So I think, you know, not only were they giving, it, it also gave their employees an opportunity mm -hmm. to understand where their contributions are going. And if you're touched by what we're saying today and you want to learn more, come volunteer at the distribution day. Like I've, I've said, it's hard for me to go because you do see truly what we're doing and what we're giving back to and the families that we're serving. Come volunteer with Sherry and her team on a distribution day and I promise you, you will not walk away not being able to and give Sherry, back. Why don't you let everybody know when that is, so the oh. distribution day, so they can right. go ahead and put that on the calendar. Yeah, the first the first Wednesday of every month that uh, we do it in conjunction with the food bank, um, and it's from eight to ten. Uh, first Wednesday of every month. The packaging goes on the Monday and Tuesday prior. Tell them what it's like, though. I mean, oh, what it looks like. Uh, oh, it is. We. Yesterday, we think we saw about 130 cars coming through, and so it is um, a lot of people, a lot of moving parts. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you, you see uh, families who come together, grandparents who are coming. Uh, we really like it when they bring their kids because they get to Uenov or their kids. Uh, but uh, one day I'm, I walk three miles, so I don't want to <laughs> discourage anybody. Uh, but, uh, but you do stand and, and walk, but it is it's the fastest two hours you'll ever have mm -hmm. so it's all worth it fastest most rewarding yes absolutely well thank you guys for joining us thank you all for joining us from the round table at pulaski heights united methodist church a podcast of discussions with substance we'll see you next week